<laughs> yeah, we got a few. We I'm looking few. at the image you posted. <laughs> we can... The Last of Us one. We're all that's left. We're truly HBO's The Last of Us. <laughs> that's so good. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah, when they say the, the name and the, yeah. Yeah, because they try to make it a big moment. And it's like, no, it's it's kind of cheesy. You know it's cheesy. Just just lean into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's never organic. You can't do it. All right. It's impossible. Not in a post family guy. The show. How are you how are you feeling about The Last of Us as we're I like it a lot. Two weeks I ago. haven't watched the second episode yet. But the what? first episode was was stellar. We really enjoyed that. Man, I'm long. watching that shit like it's Game of Thrones every week where I tune in the second it's available. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to, something was going on. I forget what it was, but we couldn't watch it on Sunday. Our, our work schedules are all weird now. So we got to make time where we mm-hmm. can. And um, funny enough, like, I, I, I guess I took for granted how much of the daily show used to be part of my daily routine of, of watching that. But of course, when Trevor Noah took over, it was kind of oh. rough at first and I didn't really stick with yeah. it. So, you know, that, that fell away. And I mean, Trevor Noah, he's fun. Mm-hmm. He's a funny guy. I've enjoyed his standup. I enjoyed no, his autobiography. Yeah. But it just, it fell out of my routine and other stuff, you know, kind of took its place. Like, of course, uh, John Oliver with, with the, uh, last week tonight and everything, but that's not even every day. It used to be, I would come home, we'd eat dinner, we'd watch the daily show and then we'd go about doing whatever else. But I've been trying to get into it again because they've had the guest hosts on there. And so far Mm -hmm. um, they've had Leslie Jones and she was wonderful. uh, And Wanda Sykes is this week. And Wanda Sykes is okay. Her, her timing isn't quite as snappy as you would want mm-hmm. for a show like that. So um, she's trying and I, I hope she finds her footing by the end of the week. But Leslie Jones, let me tell you, she was such a natural during her time on the show. It was actually pretty impressive. She'd be great at something like that. If she wanted to take over permanently. Yeah. Like, I, I think don't so know too. if they're looking for a permanent host or if they're going to keep floating new people. Well, they have a they have a, um, a a barrage of people who are going to guest host during this time. Um, so, of course, uh, Leslie Jones, uh, Wanda Sykes, Sarah Silverman's going to be on there. Um, they're going to have Al Franken doing his his first like work oh, wow. since everything yeah. went down, um, and a couple other people too who slipped my mind at the moment. But yeah, I. I kind of like how they're doing this and I want to support it because I really want to see like who's, who's going to be the one that lasts, you know? Uh, yeah. And there's someone else that, that, that does that every once. So is it Jimmy Kimmel who yeah. like steps away for periods of time sometimes and like has random people hosting? Jimmy Kimmel does that. I think Fallon did that recently too. He had um, Bruce Springsteen mm-hmm. host or something like that. I could be making that oh, up. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But somebody had Bruce Springsteen take over for a couple of days. And I'm like, that's an interesting choice. <laughs> I didn't know he had any aspirations to want to do late night, but whatever. It's fine. I think he just, I haven't listened to it yet, but I think he came out with a new record recently. So he might've just uh, been promoting that. Like the good old promotion. Good old thing. Speaking of promotion. Yeah. Um, we're going to, we're going to talk about some tough subjects this episode. <laughs> I should put a content warning on here now, because of course we're going to talk about. Oh no the Justin Roiland thing later, because last week we, oh, we yeah. made mention of that. And I, I believe I said something to the effect of, I want to wait until there's actual news to talk about. And boy, these past couple days, <laughs> there's been some news, but something that I neglected to put on the, the on universe the notes. provided you with news. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately and unfortunately. Yes. So I'm going to put the content warning right here and let you folks know, like, yeah, we're going to be discussing some of that stuff. And we're going to give you a heads up before we dip back into it. But even before we get to the Justin Roiland stuff, I want to talk about Pamela Anderson because this kind of like popped out of nowhere too. People all of a sudden started complaining about Pamela Anderson. And I know uh, for a good chunk of the nineties, late in her career, I guess you could call it later in her career. 
people just got pissed off. And my theory about that is, is because all of a sudden American men started to realize that they did not have a chance with her anymore. And part of that had to do with the fact that she was one of the first victims to have a sex tape leak of her uh, yeah. without her consent. Without consent yeah. yeah. And in that video, people were privy to certain things about her marriage that both A, they shouldn't have been, and B, really, really, really kind of just just sparked some, some incels to get mad about things that did not involve them. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's, she wrote an autobiography recently and some preview copies went out. In the autobiography, she mentions her time on Home Improvement. And during that time, um, apparently Tim Allen uh, went up to her backstage and just opened up his robe and flashed her. And at the time, I'm not surprised by that at all. Not at all. Uh, for a couple of reasons. At the time, um, you know, just corny white dudes thought that was funny. Um, he tried to explain it away saying, well, I've seen you naked plenty of times. So now we're even ha ha, you know, trying to be just jovial about it and shit. And it's not the first or last time that somebody has done that on a sitcom. I mean, famously, they've talked about uh, Chris Pratt doing that on Parks and Rec. But it was met more with a, oh, that's Chris sort of attitude, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd be curious if in retrospect, anyone had a problem with that. But to my knowledge, no one has said anything like about that, that they were like uncomfortable with that, right? Right, right. I mean, it it sounded like that was the type of relationship that they had as co-stars where they could prank each other like that. But if you hear something like that now, if you just kind of hear about that out of the blue, there's going to be some conversation, you know. But the thing about this instance, going back to Pamela Anderson and her experience, it's not like she was trying to call out Tim Allen or get him, quote unquote, canceled or whatever, anything like that. She was writing a chapter about her experiences on the show in her autobiography. And so, of course, mm-hmm. you know, weird guys on the Internet wanted to say, oh, why did she wait so long to say something about that? Why is she? Oh, of course, she waits until now. And I have to wonder what is going on in Tim Allen's life that they feel like is so important enough that Pamela Anderson's going to come gunning for him now. Oh, shit. That Santa Claus series He's on Disney+. He's an outspoken Plus. conservative. <laughs> That's why everyone's going to come after him. You know, I I know he likes to play around with the word woke on Twitter now. That's one of his favorite things, you know, but he's an idiot. He's always been an idiot. He's going to continue to be an idiot. He's also a a snitch. He went to jail for (laughs) selling. What was it? Was it cocaine or something like that? And he snitched on all his boys. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's, he's a double asshole. Um, I don't, (laughs) I don't have any love for Tim Allen. He was harmless enough growing up because it wasn't like they were making a big point to, to point out all his shortcomings. And, and, you know, again, it was a style at the time. Tim Allen was, you know, Mm -hmm. funny, whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't have an opinion on him until I hear this shit and I'm like, fuck you. Because, like, yeah. here's the thing. He does have every right to have whatever political and, you know, religious and whatever affiliations he has. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. But, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're talking about harming another person in this scenario, I'm like, oh, fuck you. Fuck right. you. Um, yeah. I, I, I think Pamela Anderson also has a documentary coming out next month on Netflix. And I'm very excited. Or there's a documentary about her. Yeah, Netflix, on Netflix next month, and I hope it's good and uh, I respectful. So I I know that they probably didn't like it, but the Pam and Tommy show on Hulu was really well done, and I think it made her look like a very sympathetic and wonderful person. Honestly, well, apparently she talks about that in the autobiography, but no one is uh, giving information on that yet because you know it's a a chapter that people are going to want to see for themselves, and I feel like they're they're doing the ethical thing by letting the readers discover that on their own. Hopefully that's what's going on. 
Um, so we'll yeah. see. Well, I love books like that, like especially listening to the audiobooks. So I'm 100% going to listen to that from the library as soon as I can. So I'll report yeah. back. My my support of Pamela Anderson is not new. I've been a fan of hers since VIP mm-hmm. because back when that was on the air, it was just such a, a dumb show in a great way. And there was nothing else on television. So me and my buddy Archie would, would be up at midnight on a weeknight because we were shiftless do-nothings that didn't have jobs and skip school. And <laughs> we would watch VIP. Those were the days. And just joke about it and just have a good time. So it, it, it invokes good memories in my life. So thank you, Pamela Anderson, for all that. You know, so we'll see. We'll see what, what happens. She seems like a good person. Like yeah. she, from everything I've seen about her, like and read about her, like she seems like a really nice person. Exactly. And and her putting that in her book, again, it didn't seem malicious. It's like your character in her story, of course she's gonna talk about you. The way that the world perceives your actions, that's completely up to you. It's not it's not her fault. It's got nothing to do with her. Right. So yeah, That's absolutely. I look forward to her talking about that um, because I think it's going to be really in- like everything, everything that she's going to talk about is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Um, because she's lived a really interesting life. True. I mean, not many people can say they her were once and, considered the hottest um, person in the oh, world. Man. You know? Yeah, her and um, why am I blanking on her name all of a sudden? Early 2000s um, Playboy Playmate who's like often shit christy heavy she uh, married the old guy <laughs> oh anna nicole smith why am i blanking yes anna nicole smith jesus um like uh, mar- very misunderstood people yeah who like were you know seemingly really good people so what fascinates yeah. me about anna nicole smith is is simply how much we as a society used to focus on her and how little mm-hmm. she comes up in conversation now. It's incredible. Yeah. You know, it just the 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 difference there. Like, she was fucking hilarious too. She was like we should talk about her more because she was so funny. You know? But it seems like everything, every project that they put her in was designed to have fun at her expense. And I, I think maybe that's mm-hmm. why we don't go back and look at her that often anymore because everything was done just out of this, this lens of spite and meanness and it wouldn't fly well today. It wouldn't yeah. go over well at all. No, I, I completely agree. That's one thing that like cultural, a cultural shift that I think has been really positive. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not completely devoid of mean bullshit, but I think we've gotten rid of quite a bit of it, which is amazing. Absolutely. All right, let's dig into some other news here. Uh, let's talk about Oscar nominations. The Oscar noms are now yeah. out there. Of course, after the Golden Globes, that kind of sets the pace of what we're gonna, what we, what we were led to expect to happen with the Oscars. I know you're excited about award season. We talked about it a little bit last week yes. with uh, everything going on with uh, Lisa Marie Presley passing away and. You know, yeah. the, the nomination of, of Elvis and, and everything like that around it. So were there any surprises? Did you see the announcements? Yeah, I did. I didn't watch them, but I saw all of the announcements and I looked through it. Um, honestly, the only thing that surprised me was seeing how many of the nominees, I believe it was 19 nominees, are first time Oscar nominees, mm. like of actors. So like... Jamie Lee Curtis has never been nominated before. Um, you know, like that shocked me. But yeah, yeah um, Colin Farrell, never been nominated before. Like there are actors on that list who have flown under the radar for a long time. But like the fact that even some like actors that we all know very well, that this is their first nomination was very surprising and great to me. I think it's going to be one of the more exciting Oscars that they've had in a very long time. Yeah. Because it's because people are so deeply invested in a lot of like the actual actors who were up for nominations this year. Coming off of last year 
with everything that happened involving Will Smith and the slap and everything like that, I think you're right. Folks are very invested. God, that in was this. a year ago. What the fuck? I know time moves so fast in some in some scenarios, but uh, yeah. you know everybody was watching, and everyone's going to tune in this year, of course, to see if they make fun of it. They're going to tune in to see how they're going to do better by the celebrities who are in attendance. Yeah. Um, I, of course, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, nothing like that is going to happen again this year, but they know they have eyes on them. And I think they want to go just, big. I hope they just ignore it. Honestly. Yeah. Same. But it depends on who is hosting, by the way, do we know? Or have they even I don't announced, think we've announced it? it yet? Okay. Let me look. So I think it all depends on who's hosting. And I mean, if it's somebody like a, you know, some type of shot comic or something, they're going to want to give a subtle nod to it because that's what. Oh, fuck. It's Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, well, you know, he's going to say something. (laughs) You know, he's going to say something. So you're right. There's a lot of interesting. He uh, said everyone else said no. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, continue. They should have let Quinta host it. Shit. You know, (laughs) let Quinta Brunson. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. <laughs> so yeah, I mean there's a lot of interesting matchups here. For the first time, I guess in Oscar history, two sequels are going up against each other for uh, you know, best movie being uh Top Gun Maverick Avatar Avatar Way of the Water. Yeah. Man, okay, so I haven't seen Avatar 2 because I don't want to. Top Gun Maverick was really good. Was it Oscar good though? Um I think it's like, it's like a classic movie. And I think that's why they like it. You know, like Mm -hmm. it, it, it feels like it's bringing back the blockbuster. I hear you. In that sense. Um, I haven't seen it. Is it it. Oscar good? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's got some tough competition here. I mean, Steven Spielberg is always a safe bet. Uh, Everyone universally loved everything everywhere all at once. And it's just such an anomaly. That's going to be it. That's going to win. I think yeah. so too. That's going to that's going to be the one that wins. Yeah, I truly think so. And so many of the talent, so many of the talent from the film got nominated for awards. My eyes go to the uh, the best lead actress category and best supporting actress categories because there is mm-hmm. some stiff competition in there. I mean, best lead actress. You have Kate Blanchett. You have Michelle Williams. <laughs> the fantastic Michelle Williams all the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have Michelle Yeoh, of course, but then in, yeah. in supporting actress now, this one, Angela Bassett, Hong Chow, who we talked about a couple weeks ago as well. She was in, um, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, what was that movie? <laughs> the chef movie. <laughs> the menu. Um, the menu. Yes, yes, but she's nominated for The Whale. Um, you have Jamie Lee Curtis with her first nomination, as you mentioned, and Stephanie Hsu, who was mm-hmm. also in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Oh, my gosh. I think Angela might win this one. She won that Golden Globe, but it was a, it was a yeah, different. I think she it was might a win different, Oscar. Mm, I hope, but we'll see. I mean, what's funny, too, is like her legacy comes into play as well because every time they bring her up talking about this nomination of course they show a clip from what's love got to do with it along with wakanda forever mm-hmm. so it's like she she's bringing all that with her mm-hmm. but jamie lee curtis yeah though, and they they also okay but also stephanie like they like to give that award to young and up-and-coming actresses you're right i don't know we'll have to see like <laughs> Historically, it's u- supporting actress usually goes to the younger and lead actress goes to, you know, a more seasoned actor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be exciting. I'm proud of all these people who got in there. I mean, there's there's so much stuff. Um, did Elvis get nominated for Best Picture? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes it, did. it did. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Have you seen it yet? I have seen it. I liked it yeah, for the most part. I enjoyed it. It wasn't one of Tom Hanks' finest roles. I mean, it's a Baz Luhrmann film. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Yeah, it's a specific type of film, but I don't think Tom Hanks works with a Boz Lerman film. <laughs> no, it's I like good. seeing him branch out, but yeah, I understand that. Yeah. I mean... Was he nominated? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, he got nominated for a Razzie. But fuck the Razzies anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was. I think he got nominated for the Golden Globe, but I don't think he got nominated for the Oscar. You're right. So this is interesting. We'll see what happens. Brian Tyree Henry was nominated for um, Supporting Actor. Is Good that his first him. nomination? Yes. Once again, first nominations. There's tons of them. Yeah, Kei Hui Kwan, of course. I, I, I mean, he's going to win. There's no doubt. This is his year. That's supporting? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think he's going to win as year. well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then it's, best it's actor. Be it's between Brendan and Austin Butler. Austin oh, my Butler. God. Like, it's Can those you two. Imagine? Can you imagine if Brendan Fraser wins? that award after everything i think i think he will Mm. but i i think it's gonna be really it could be austin it's gonna be close man (laughs) i mean they're both feel good still not feel good but you know they're both uh comeback stories i'll say that you know yeah i also like you can never underestimate a movie like the banshee of inertia or whatever like that right. no one has seen but like will win fucking everything and you're just sitting there like watching it throughout the night going what the fuck right why is this dry ass movie winning all I these awards the great, but, <laughs> yeah yeah you got some real Remember fun when performances Green Book won best picture yeah don't forget that you know oh. we can never forget that <laughs> Man, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a heartbreaking night. We're gonna have to see it. This is this is your Royal Rumble. We're going to. <laughs> yeah. we're, we might have to get live updates from you as the night proceeds during the Oscars. Oh, I'll tweet about it. Yeah, that's what's up. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's the Oscars. There, those are the Oscar noms. And you know, when you think about Oscar noms, by the way, you got to think about what type of snacks you're gonna have during. The actual award ceremony. So that's why this episode has been brought to you by Oscar Noms. Are you craving something tasty to snack on during award show season? Look no No. further. Oscar Noms provides tasty charcuterie options delivered to your door on Oscar night or any night. You'll feel like giving your own acceptance speech when your friendly neighborhood postal worker hands you this box of delicious treats. Oscar Noms. (sighs) I'm so tired. <laughs> Moving on. All what right. What are we doing this podcast? How? <laughs> How? <laughs> have you heard of Hoots? I have not. Have you? I, okay. All right. Is this, so. is this my? Should I change my last name to Hoots? <laughs> Maybe once you hear about what Hoots is. So. Um, Hoots is basically a family-friendly version of the restaurant Hooters. So you can bring your children to come enjoy <laughs> wings with you without shame. <laughs> They're popping up all over the country, Lex. They have a more robust menu than your regular Hooters location. <laughs> I just keep thinking of it being like a Chuck E. Cheese and them having the Hooters and the Hooters Owl. It's like an animatronic in the corner or something. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, yeah, unlike Hooters, your servers are people dressed in regular clothing who look comfortable and are there to work and give you food. So, so it's a restaurant. To, it's a restaurant. So if you want a different type of uh, experience than, um, you know, mildly sexually harassing college girls, then by all means, go to Hoots. Get some wings. I, I This is not a payday, <laughs> obviously. It's not. I didn't even know this existed until you told me about it. It sounds, oh, yeah. sounds so stupid. Let's let's look at the locations. Let's see if they have any locations in Dallas. 
<laughs> in, in in Fort Worth. Oh my DFW god! Area. Yeah. Well, I was thinking like, okay, yeah, but oh god, okay. So they have one in Aubrey, Texas, <laughs> of all places. But they've got three in Chicago. There's one thirteen. There's one thirteen miles away from me. Well, shit. All uh, right, we're gonna need a on-site. This looks like a like a fast dining place. Like it, like that's what it looks like. Mm. Mm. Uh, Matt, I'm gonna share this with you because this this does not look like a restaurant. Really? It looks like one of those Blaze pizzas or something like that. Yeah. Hold on. I'm gonna. I gotta get the link. Okay, I sent it to you. Okay. Someone suggested this is permanently closed. (laughs) (laughs) It is. If Hoots can't survive in this economy, come on, guys. R.I.P. Hoots. (laughs) R.I.P. I mean, yeah, yeah. this this is fast dining Hooters, apparently. Fast dining Hooters. So if you're at the Aldi. And you're ready to check out and you're like, damn, I could go for some wings, but I don't want the guilt of having to be around college girls wearing tight clothes that have to go home and explain <laughs> why I smell like hot sauce. How about Hoots? It's fun for the whole family. They have other hot wing places, too. You know, if you're worried about harassing young women. Lex, if you want wings without the breasts, go to Hoots. Okay. 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 That's enough. Uh, All right. That's moving on. It it writes itself. Okay. So um, a a semi-real plug. I want to give a shout out to my friends uh, from the Chicago Nerd Comedy Festival, formerly the Chicago Nerd Comedy Festival that used to happen at a theater that we don't talk about anymore because they're dead to us. RPG 13, a choose your own, a choose your own quest improv comedy show at the Newport theater. That's right. It's happening in February on the second. And I believe also on the fifth, I'm going to find that out right now. That sounds cool. Yeah. So it includes such superstars as John Craig and Willie Opper. So check it out. It's a lot of fun. I've heard great things about it so far. It's right here in Chicago. So support your local improv comedy troops. The good ones anyway. You know, you know what I'm saying. The good ones. Okay. Support the troops, everyone. That's right. So come on out. RPG 13. Spelled exactly how it sounds. Give them some love. All right. So growing up, were you ever a and fan of Wallace back. and Ooh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Were you a fan of Wallace and Gromit growing Wall- up? Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. No. No. Okay. Well. I saw Chicken Run. Yeah. Okay. So same vibe, <laughs> kind of. Uh, Wallace and Gromit yeah. were uh, a, a weird claymation cartoon about a man who builds gadgets, and his dog, who was smarter than him, uh, living together somewhere in the UK and they're coming back. That's right. They're coming back and it's the 30th anniversary of their, the wrong trousers. <laughs> and I'm a little excited about it. Cause I really enjoyed Wallace and Gromit. It was one of those weird things where you'd be flipping through the channels and on PBS, like at an odd time of night, it would be on. And this cartoon had like a creepy penguin who was stalking them. And at night, yeah, it, it was even creepier. <laughs> you know? I think that was why I didn't get into it when I was younger. I was creeped out by it. It was a sub- severely creepy penguin. It got the job done. So it was intriguing to me. And they're coming back with more. Claymation takes a long time to do. And I'm impressed. Didn't they have like a fire that destroyed a lot of their stuff too? Oh, I didn't hear about that. Hmm. Let me look it up. Hold on. I might be thinking of a different studio. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I know Claymation takes forever to do, you know, with stuff like Coraline and 
Kubo on the six strings, the four strings, the two strings. No, I don't know how many strings it is, but he had less than normal strings. I don't know uh, how many strings it is. How many strings did Kubo have? <laughs> Write us, let us know. <laughs> how many strings? Did Kubo have? I can easily look it up, but no, you folks write in. Let me know how many strings Kubo had. <laughs> All right. In the meantime, while you're looking that up, let's talk about Poker Face. Poker Face is an upcoming show starring Natasha Leone, of course, she of Russian Doll and Orange is the New Black. Uh, and it's created by her and Ryan Johnson who just gave us the phenomenal glass onion and knives out mystery. It's oh, supposed God, to be so a, a, a case of the week series in the spirit of Columbo, which we haven't had in quite some time. So I'm sure there'll be an overarching storyline, so but it, you know, episodic for the most part. In 2005, Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just going back. In 2005, all the props and sets from the Wallace and Gromit movie were feared to be destroyed in a fire. Oh. Mm. So there was like a fire and the studio, it like it messed up the studio. Hundreds of sets, props, models of the company's animated cl- uh, clay films were destroyed. Mm. Well, that sucks. So that did happen. It was just a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, that does suck, but... On the other hand, with stuff like that, because it's all made out of clay, I can't imagine that those those props last forever. Like when you go back and you look at the the Jim Henson archives and stuff like that, like a lot of those puppets that they didn't keep in very specific conditions started yeah. to decay, rot. You know, famously, one of the creatures from Labyrinth got lost in like a, a luggage at an airport or something like that for a couple of years, and they got it back, mm-hmm. and it was just gnarly looking you know disintegrated yeah same thing with one of the original masks from the teenage mutant ninja turtles movie the first one shout out to turtle suit Mm -hmm. um it famously became a meme just a gnarly looking turtle head so much so that when they went back and they did a line of uh ninja turtles based on universal studios monsters they did one of the Mm -hmm. mummy michelangelo was the mummy and they basically had an alternate head that looks like that decayed mask from the first movie. Yeah, I remember those. Those were actually kind of cool. I don't know if yeah. it was like last year or whatever they came out with them. But they, they yeah, did like a slow I, roll I mean, out. I think they probably are getting better at preserving stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least trying to. But yeah, I agree. Like like everything has a shelf life, right? So That's, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that sucks for them, but I'm I'm glad they're able to bounce back, obviously, and come back with some more stuff. But back to this um, Poker Face show. It's going to be on Peacock, mm-hmm. and I'm excited for it because I really enjoyed Glass Onion. Me and too. I told you, ever since I, I watched that recently, I've been seeking stuff out like that. Um, the menu was great in that same vein, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched uh, The After Party on Apple TV Plus this week. That was really good. That first season. Haven't seen that one. It's a whodunit, basically told over the the events of a, a class okay. reunion. And um, it has Ben Schwartz in it. It has Tiffany Haddish, uh, a whole lot of other people. Mm. It's really funny. Yeah, Glass Onion was fantastic. So um, mm-hmm. I'm very excited to watch this. For sure. Yeah, me too. Natasha Leone too. She's a, she's a really good actress. I'm glad that she's steady working because she's always entertaining to watch. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of TV shows, by the way, just a quick mention, since we, we talked about it months ago when they announced it, or even a year ago, whatever. Um, I did watch all of that 90s show. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's it's there's some good stuff in there, but the it's really difficult that the actors like like that was one thing we noticed like the young actors yeah. are not great oh. um Kayla made a good point that they kind of have like a Disney Channel vibe to uh-huh. them okay yeah yeah and that could take time for them to ease into it there's only 10 episodes and they're you know half hour mm-hmm. there's some really good stuff in it too though 
Um, I think one of the biggest flaws though, and I saw someone point this out on TikTok too, it's like they film it in like the ultra high def and that just doesn't look good for the show. Mm. I miss film. Yeah, me too. There was just something about that quality that really just made stuff stand out in a good way. Yeah. Especially when you're doing like a vintage throwback type of show. That's what you're the the vibe you're going for. This ultra HD that we have now that looks too real. It doesn't work. No. Um the impression that I got from watching the previews is that it, it seems like they lean incredibly heavily on Red and Kitty now more than they did on that 70s show. Yes. And I mean they're um, a good bit. I don't think so. No, no? I, I, watching it, I don't think so. I think they're emphasizing that they are, you know, the like the leads mm-hmm. in the sense that like they are like they're also executive producers and everything like that. It's really about, um, you know, that. I mean, I, I feel like it's balanced. I feel like it's as balanced as the original was. There were always stories about the adults in the original. Yeah, that's true. But they would always kind of bounce back and forth. Yeah, that's what they do in the new one. It's good. Okay. Like, cool. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, apparently it got really high ratings. So it's probably going to come back for season two. And nice. I hope that they, you know, give it some time to grow and find itself. It's so funny. Deborah Jo Rupp has been a part of media. I don't know how else to say it. Just okay. she's been a part of projects her entire career that have happened in in in, in different time periods. You know, mm-hmm. she started out and that's not started out, but she was of course uh, she guest starred on Friends. She was on that '70s show for quite some time. Um, she did uh, WandaVision a couple years back, where she was in all kind of different yeah, time great. periods. Now she's back to the '90s again. She's going to go back actually for. Um, the uh, the Agatha series that's coming up too. Oh, she is. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be good to see more of her. She's seventy one yeah, years that's old. Great. Damn, woman is still looking pretty much the same. <laughs> it's amazing. For real, they both look the same, and they both seem so happy to be back doing this. Like, I think they love each other so much. That's cool, and it's really great. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So there's that. Um, the last thing before, well, a couple more things before we talk about Justin Roiland. I'm just warning everybody <laughs> as we as we continue to roll mm-hmm. on here. Um, Goldeneye, the Nintendo 64 game, is on its way to Xbox. Uh, ah, whatever the Xbox system is called. Um, Series Xbox Series X, X and whatever. S. Yeah. Uh, it's going yeah. to be on Game Pass. Also, something cool that's happening. It's, 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 well, I should give the date. January 27th is when you'll be able to be able to play it. So by the time you hear this, if you want to play Goldeneye on Xbox, you can do that. And also, if you have the, uh, the rare replay collection, the game will be integrated into that game. So you can play it from that main menu and, and, have that same aesthetic as all the other rare games. The, it's it's finally back where it belongs. So that'll be kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. I yeah. do have Rare Replay. I have it because I reviewed it years ago. That's right. So <laughs> I, I own that. Yeah. So long ago for Mighty Ink. Yes. So you'll be able to play that mm-hmm. as soon as it's as soon as it drops. There was also another game that came out today that was kind of an action rhythm game that looked kind of fun. Um, it's called, uh, was it high def or the something rhythm like that? Is going to get you. The rhythm is going to get you. That's right. The ri- <laughs> yeah. Rated R. No, no, no. Um, now some game pass game that just dropped today. They had a, a developer direct, which is like Xbox's version of a Nintendo direct. And it's called like a uh, high stakes beats or something like that. And it looked, a, looked like a lot of fun. Wow. So I got to check it out. I need to play. I need to play some games. I haven't played anything since we moved, and uh, and I I'm especially watching The Last of Us. I'm like, I want to be stealthy and you know arrows and you know that type of game. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I know that feeling. I've been playing through um, Horizon Forbidden West after I finished God of War. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that game is so much fun. I think it's on uh, PS4, too, is if it, you find is it. Is it better sale. than the first one? Um, Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I had to really consider it for a moment, but yeah, the the uh, mechanics in there they they let you, they let you do things you thought you you couldn't do. Like, man, it'd be cool if they let you do this thing, and then in a couple minutes, it's like, oh yeah, do you want to do this? Yes, absolutely, I would like to do this. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, I remember when they were like. Ghost of Tsushima was going to be like the last PS4 game. And I'm like, now nah, they're still releasing them, which yep. I'm impressed with. That's good. You know, um, because everybody ain't I got a PS5 it. yet. So there you go. Lord knows I don't have one. There you go. See, I ain't getting so. one. <laughs> I can't. Unless they send you one. Come much. on, it's Sony. Too much. It is too much. Oh there yeah. I'll take that. Y'all want to convert me? Go for it. Bring me back over. So a little bit of a smackulous news here. Apparently, M&M's is caving to Tucker Carlson. Um, He, who has bitched about the M&M's dropping uh, the the sexiness aspect in in his eyes of the green M&M, they took her boots away. Mm -hmm. And and that that made him sad. So he complained and complained and complained about the M&M's on his show. Um, the marketing team decided to add a new purple M&M, who is obviously a peanut M&M, but he's complaining about her being bigger than the other M&M, saying, oh, they're advertising body types that are dangerous and unhealthy and all that shit. He's a weird, weird person, Tucker Carlson. Why does this man want to fucking M&M so much? I, like, I what, what is going on with this dude? I mean, you know, if he's writing fanfic about fucking M&Ms, that's his own business. But please, sir, do not poison the elderly Americans in this country by making them care about an M&M's ad campaign. Please. He can't be reasoned with. I don't know why I'm pleading. So anyway, M&M's is... That's the part two. It's all like an ad. That's it. That's just it. And now he's put poor J.K. Simmons out of work and those other voice actors whom I don't know. Uh, They released a statement... Now, mind you, this is the week of the Super Bowl, and something like this might be... Yeah, I think this is all just a joke. I think it's kind of smoke and mirrors, but the statement says, America, let's talk. In the last year, we've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone would even notice, and we definitely didn't think it would break the internet, but now we get it. Even a candy's shoes can be polarizing which was the last thing M&M's wanted since we're all about bringing people together. Therefore, we have decided to take an indefinite pause from the spokescandies. In their place, we are proud to introduce a spokesperson America can agree on, the beloved Maya Rudolph. We are confident Miss Rudolph will champion the power of fun to create a world where everyone feels they belong. So... I think this is more that baby nut nonsense from a couple yeah, of years Yeah, this is now. totally a Super Bowl ad bit. Like, mm-hmm. they bring it in Maya Rudolph for it. Right. Like, you know. <laughs> Maya Rudolph is the new sexy Eminem. There you go. That's just for Tucker. Yeah. There's going to be a whole bag of Maya Rudolph Eminems just for Tucker so he can feel <laughs> good about himself. Yeah. The way that I would buy Eminems with Maya Rudolph's face on it so quick. <laughs> <laughs> like in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, Maya, M and M, you know, it works. Um, yeah. Yeah. So keep your eyes out for that ad. Uh, Oreo's releasing a new flavor, but not really. It's called the most Oreo Oreo. It is an original snack cookie. Uh, the original snack cookie we've all known and loved, but for the first time ever, the cream inside includes real Oreo cookie grinds. It's an Oreo stuffed with itself. Like a turducken. Like a turducken. Not really. Stimmy farm is there. Like, if anything, I, Tucker should be complaining about this. This is just, it, they just put, they just made it the inside cookies and cream too. I don't understand. It's, <sighs> it's like an oops all berries scenario. You know, it's like, hey, it sounds good on paper, but... 
what's the point? It, the point is to sell cookies. So here we are. <laughs> Someone's going to get mad about you bashing Oops All Berries. I just know it. Someone I can't will. wait. I want to have that conversation. And I'll tell you right now, if yeah. you like, if you, if you were a kid in the 80s and you remember when Captain Crunch used to just have the red crunch berries and you've wanted a cereal of just red crunch berries, they got them now for you for a limited time. They do? Yeah. Mm. And they're delicious. Interesting. Because I got some. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're really good. So, yeah, if you see them on the shelf, check them out. Because who knows what a limited time means with snack foods. I don't know. I should know this. I'm the snack guy, you know. But no, I don't know. All I'm right, sure let's it get... varies from snack to snack. Yeah, you're probably right. All right, let's get to the bullshit. Justin Royland. All right, let's get into what the if, bullshit. What have you heard <laughs> thus far about this this person um he's out of all of his tv shows because he was he was like having lewd messages with underage girls yeah so apparently this has been going on for quite some time but folks got together and decided that now they've they've had enough of this shit okay um adult swim tweeted something out just seemingly out of nowhere uh, through the official Rick and Morty account on the, uh, January 24th, about 4.15. The statement okay. reads, and it's, it's, in, it's in the usual Adult Swim font in the black background and everything. Adult Swim has ended its association with Justin Roiland. Rick and Morty will continue. The talented and dedicated crew are hard at work on season seven, right? So already, yeah. you know, we've we've heard some rumblings about Justin and about his shenanigans and all kind of shit. Um, apparently it came to a head. He also resigned from Squanch Games, which is a, a game company that he co-founded in 2016. And they just released the, uh, the highly regarded high on life game. So of oh, course, yeah. Is that the is that the one that's like VR? Mm, no. Uh, well, I think I think it has the VR. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No, this one is is uh, exclusive to Xbox right now. Um, so it's oh, on okay. Game Pass, and he's the voice of a, of a, a gun that you shoot aliens with, and you know he wrote and directed and all that stuff. Um, but there's a little bit more than just him being a creep to underage girls online. Unfortunately, that is all too common with uh, just crusty ass white dudes on the internet, which he is one of. Uh, apparently, he has been charged with uh, domestic violence. And this happened in May, 2020. Uh, this is coming from NBC News. It says Roiland was charged with domestic battery and false imprisonment in May 2020, after an incident with a woman he was dating, according to a criminal complaint. And the False reason why this is so serious, what? yeah, I mean, it's it's already a damning charge. But the reason why a lot of folks are taking this serious is because it's it's a felony charge. And apparently it's, it's more difficult mm -hmm. to get that sort of charge in place. So they're taking yeah. this very seriously. Adult Swim dropping him like that. I mean, there have been several creators over the years who have worked with Adult Swim, with Cartoon Network, with Warner Brothers that have moral level. You could basically call them morally gray all over the place. You know, you have Dan Harmon. Mm -hmm. Dan Harmon, uh, of course, has been accused of all kind of shit over the years. He he harassed a woman in the writer's room at one point. They yeah. they made up famously and everything like that. But, you know, that happened. Um, you have, I mean, if we're talking Warner Brothers Discovery as a whole, you have the whole Ezra Miller situation. And they're sticking by Ezra. But they dropped Justin as soon as those charges went in. So there's got to be more yeah, to this than we're even hearing right now. So in addition to this, in addition to what happened with the Rick and Morty uh, show and with um, 
Squatch Games, he was also dropped by Hulu. So Solar Opposites will continue, but without yeah. his voice. And an upcoming series called Wombat Man, which I guess he was uh, partially in charge of as well. Uh, that's going to go on without him. What I find interesting about this whole scenario is that, you know, these shows, these projects that he's involved in, it's not just like he's a part of them. They're basically him. And they're continuing on without him. And I, I was I was speaking to somebody, I joked around, like it's it's like Jack White leaving the white stripes, basically. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't really know why they I mean, I know. Okay, on one hand I like that they're continuing so that all of these people don't lose their jobs. Right. And on the other hand, I'm like, eh, like, all right, it's I guess we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Because yeah. the people who are working on these shows, they didn't do anything wrong. They shouldn't be punished for his actions. But he let those teams down, bottom line. He yeah. let them down and they have to they have to go and pick up the pieces at this point behind him. It's a shame. I mean, it sounds like he's going to face legal consequences too, possibly. Absolutely, as he should. But, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a long and arduous yeah. process, especially considering that these these domestic battery charges are, are dating back to 2020, and they're just now coming to light and, and, you know, coming to fruition. I guess he's going back to court in April regarding this stuff. So, yeah. even if this doesn't stick, the fact that he is a sex pest online with underage girls is enough for me not to want to support him anymore. And I feel oh, bad absolutely. for people that were riding hard for him and getting tattoos of like Pickle Rick and <laughs> buying all the t-shirts and shit, you know. Uh, I don't feel bad for anyone who got a Pickle Rick tattoo. Come on. <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> I mean, really, Listen, like, there's a limit. I don't care how much you love the show. You're yeah. if you're getting a pickle Rick tattoo, I don't. I'm not going to feel sorry for you when the guy who created that turns out to be a bad dude. Eh. Yeah, the signs were kind of there. I like a lot of I like a lot of edgy shit. You know, I'm not going to pretend like oh, all the stuff I like is made by mm-hmm. you know holistic people who are 100 percent great and they do everything right and they they of course, donate, yeah. You know, all this shit like okay you can't say that i first of all i watch wrestling and i know those motherfuckers there's some of them that do some shady shit um yeah we we could have a whole hour long conversation about that there's a whole show on tv about that dark side of the ring as a matter of fact i ain't about to get anything tattooed of a wwe nature on myself because it's a limited yeah. shelf life I took a risk. You know, there's also like, (laughs) go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) One of my favorite, one of my favorite shows is one tree Hill. And we all like anyone who knows that show knows that the creator of that show um, was absolutely fucking terrible to every woman on that show. And is Mm -hmm. a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. So it's, but they still claim ownership to like the women who worked on that show are still like, no, it's still mine. So, you know, it's one of those things. If you do have like a Rick and Morty tattoo or something, it's like it, it's still yours. It's still okay. Like you just don't support that guy anymore if he tries to do something else again in the future. You know. Well, that's where it gets tricky because I see where you're coming from and I understand what you're saying. And the characters and the actresses and actors that were involved in those shows, yeah, they deserve all the all the respect, everything like that. But Justin Roiland is the creator. He was the head writer. He was the voice of the two main characters. You can't separate. This isn't one of those things where you go, oh, you got to separate the art from the artist. It's like, no, man. He was every other voice on that show. No, it's like, yeah, it's like completely integrated. Like you can't, you can't get, get away from it. It is a different situation. And so now every, I don't know, I guess just walk away. I'm impressed, mildly impressed by the response that I've seen online. I was sure there was going to be some type of I stand with Justin hashtag going or something like that, but I haven't seen much of it because if you look at the, if you look at the subject matter on the show and how close to the line they get, 
And the fact that the first, like, you know, the, the pilot for the show was insinuating like an incestuous relationship between Rick and Morty or something like that. People are kind of keeping their distance and just waiting to hear how this pans out before trying to like ride hard for Justin here. Which is shocking. Shocking. Honestly. Right. But it's a, it's an understandable reaction, which is shocking. <laughs> right. No, it's reasonable. That's why it's shocking. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's what you should do. Okay. Right. Right. You know, there was, I've seen a couple people that are like, oh, but there's two sides to every story. And it's like, are there 23 sides to every story where he goes and tries to harass young women that have like receipts? I was going to say like, there's, there's no, there's no two sides to the story when you're talking about a, you know, underage girl. That's weird and illegal. That's it. He's the adult end of story. And one of my favorites too, which is, oh yeah, well, you know, you got to. You got to, uh, you know, innocent until proven guilty. And people always forget the second half of that is in a court of law. Yeah. My metric is, do you want to invite yeah. this person into your home? Do you want them around your family? Do you want them around your friends? No. No. So there you go. You're not saying he belongs in jail, but you're saying he doesn't belong in your space. And that's fact. Yeah. That is fine. That is fair. Yeah, I agree. It's completely fair. Um, And hopefully some justice will prevail in that case. Yeah. So who knows what's going to happen there? I mean, this is a huge cash cow for Warner Brothers. They've basically made Adult Swim the Rick and Morty channel featuring all these other shows. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm interested to see what they try to do here. I mean, they're they're gonna try to save it, and try. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I really don't. I don't think it's gonna work, but I get it. Yeah. I mean, Dan Harmon's kind of a ticking time bomb too. Ugh. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if we heard Maybe some more. Bummer. Story. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> Shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is a bummer. It's depressing, but we move on. We want justice to be served, obviously. And, you know, shout out to the people who have spoken up and gotten this in motion and, and are calling him to task for what he's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's what I got this week. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else new for me either. Okay. Uh, other than what we've already talked about. Yeah. Um, I've started drinking Coke Zero, and I like that a lot. Interesting. That's a Lex update for you. There you go. Yeah, you know what's weird? I what's I tried it because Kayla buys like the cans of it, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, apparently I like this specifically when it's like the canned version. Ah, uh, yeah, it. that's the best one. That makes sense. Yeah, there's a different taste for each flavor of Coke depending on how you get it served to you. Like fountain Coke is good if it's regular Coke. The canned version of, yeah, the canned version of Coke Zero is the best one. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mexican Coke is great out of the bottle. That's my opinion. You need that. You gotta have that straight out the bottle. Regular Coke from a fountain, not Mm -hmm. a Coke freestyle. Not a fan of the Diet Coke is terrible all the time. Diet Coke is one step above Pepsi in my mind. Just one. Pepsi's better than Diet Coke. Holy shit. You think Pepsi's better than Diet Coke? Okay, wow. That's, yeah. That is a choice. Pepsi's absolutely better than Diet Coke. Hmm. Just regular Pepsi. Regular Pepsi, yeah. Okay. Agree to disagree. I will take the worst Coke over any Pepsi. <laughs> wow. Yep. Wow. That's right. That's right. Disagreed. I don't know. I want to hear I want to hear more people talk about this. What would you guys say? Like the worst, the best Pepsi and the worst Coke. Right. 
<clears throat> I think the worst Pepsi is like vanilla cherry Pepsi, whatever the fuck they do. Because, yeah, too many flavors in a cola. It just it makes it weird. Yeah. But I like I'm cherry Coke. I'm a fan Coke. of lots of weird flavors. I like yeah, cherry, cherry Coke, Coke, but I wouldn't seek out a cherry Coke, you know? I I miss the cherry Coke design of the '90s, where it just looked like it was like thunderbolts on the can. Oh yeah, know? yeah, those are fun. <laughs> Square and like fucking extreme. Extreme, bring back extreme. It's time. It's been long enough. Come on, make everything let's, extreme again. With yeah, capital let's X. go back to that extreme life. Yeah, let's get let's get extreme up in here. <laughs> All bright neon colors and throwing frisbees around. Let's go. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. We're obviously both tired. So we're going to end it here. <laughs> but we didn't want to end it on the other thing. So good for yeah. us. Thank you, folks, for listening. If you uh, if you want to tell us about uh, your preference of Coke versus Pepsi, you can join our Patreon, mm. where you will get access to us all the time on Discord. That's right. Or you can follow us on Lex, at Lex and Matt across the board on the social medias and enjoy us there as well. Also, also, all the ads I read today were fake, except for RBG 13. That's that's a real one. So <laughs> congratulations if you hadn't figured that out. Now I've gone ahead and spoiled it for you. <laughs> Make sure you go to that. Go support them. Do it if you're in the area. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, once again, thank you folks for listening. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Yes. Are you sure? Did it drop out? I guess. Am I Lex Lutz? (laughs) Be excellent to each other. Lex Hoots? Bye. (laughs)